A good realtor will spend three hours a day calling. This is not your typical boring real estate show. This is real estate marketing redefined, uncensored, and unedited in what's working today in the market minus the fluff. This is Real Estate Marketing Dude, because just having a license isn't enough. Now, please welcome your host, the unprofessional professional, Mike Cuevas. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Today, we are talking more about attraction-based type stuff, and we're joined by a gentleman on the East Coast that has completely changed the way that he has marketed his business, I'd probably say in the last two to three years, and we're going to go through his exact story, but how he's changed his business has been through that, telling stories instead of making a bunch of blanket statements. Folks, lead generation, in my opinion, is dead or dying, and it's coming true. I'm not saying it's not going to work anymore, but what I am saying is that things are changing, and the clients that are converting are converting well down the pipeline nowadays. They're not converting on the first or second touch because that's just not how it works anymore. You need to have a story to follow up, to nurture, and or whatnot to build that rapport and uh, most importantly, build the relationship. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and introduce our guest. Lars, please go ahead and introduce yourself. Let our listeners know a little bit more about whom you are and where you're at. And let's get into this because I'm excited. Yeah, let's do it. And again, thanks for having me on. This is going to be a, a fun time because I think our, our minds are very much in the same direction on this point. So I got into real estate in 2007, learned early on that it was not going to be a career that enhanced my personal life. Especially and that so I, year. <laughs> yeah. And so I built leverage in early. It took me about five years to grow to over 400 transactions and I did none of them. Really profitable model, high value to our agents. So the splits weren't this weird thing. So we were able to do it on a high gross margin model, which we still run today. And then after I figured that out, that was not an easy journey to step out of building systems into the business, getting people to run the systems, including working with buyers, including working with sellers, including managing the day-to-day of the team and building a legitimate, sustainable business. And I've always had a love for marketing. So I think like Dan Kennedy and like just all the early influences that kind of led me to where I am today. And now I have completely different influences and we'll get into some of that. And then in 2013, that journey was hard to build a business that has a life outside of me. And I decided to launch Real Estate B-School to help the journey to business ownership in the residential real estate space be a whole lot easier and more elegant and graceful and profitable than a lot of the, the, the models that are out there. A lot of these teams are not running high profit. And I think a lot of it is with nope. respect to what we're going to cover today. I yep. know guys spending $100,000 a month on Zillow and Realtor.com, $150,000 a month on mass media. Nobody's talking about profit. And I think the profit erodes because we got away from the way to do business is to serve your clients at a high level, let them talk about you, let them tell your story and just create content around the wins you're getting for your clients. So totally. I'm super psyched. Yeah. Love it. So folks, before we press play, as you know, we don't really practice these podcasts. Lars and I had a couple things in common very much. So uh, one of that is our faith. Two though, was that we think lead generation is on its way out the door, not entirely, but in a sense, the way that people are marketing their business, the way that you're actually attracting business is a lot different than how it was when I first started. If I was to call myself a dude in 2002, when I started, there's no way in hell I make it. 
Now I could call myself a dude. I could say fuck shit, whatever the hell I want. Doesn't matter because everyone is gone so much more personable. And what people are really attracted to is real authenticity and all of that. And you guys have 100% changed. And I want to give you guys one story. And I want to give it to you. A year and a half ago, I bought a new car and I opted into a uh, car website, right? And I just opted in. I just want to get some prices. My phone, I got harassed for three weeks in a row by all these different car salesmen just with these cheesy scripts, all reading the exact same thing. I was 100% turned off that I will never opt into any car site. And it started thinking, I'm like, this is what happens to people when they opt in on Zillow or Realtor.com or any lead for that matter. And at the end of the day, the one guy I did buy the car with, the only reason I chose him is because he texted me versus called me and tried to sell me some old script, right? So even my consumer habits have changed and I don't want to be sold. I want to build a relationship with someone I like and I want to trust who I'm doing business with. And I think that's a general statement on not just in real estate and all businesses. Yeah. So Lars, where we've talked about in our conversation was like, okay, what the hell, how do you change your business up for marketing from a lead generation based model, chasing, chasing leads to attracting, tracking relationships through story? Yeah. And I think for me, it came in, in phases and it was the same realization that I never went all in on Zillow or I never went all in on realtor.com like these businesses, quote unquote, these teams that are growing. If you really look under what they have, they don't know how to market themselves at all. They're paying someone else to get in between them and the consumer. And that is all these businesses are. So probably about five years ago, I started getting influenced a little bit by Gary Vee's work and crushing it and wow. just to get in between them and the consumer. The Thank You Economy and, and that, that book, Thank You Economy, really impacted me. We just got to get back to the future of business is getting back to like it was in the 1950s. Someone comes into your business and then with respect, they want to you know, work with you on their terms and you care about them truly. And then I've had experiences. So we got out of the forced you know, home search leads business two, two and a half years ago. And so I, we'll do- I make one point on this? You guys, this is really important. What just happened with realtor.com? What's happening with Zillow? All of these lead sources are turning into a referral fee-based model because most agents aren't converting them. This is it true? So they had to pivot. And- I asked you this question, I don't want to interrupt, but this is so important because I see the same thing. How many big teams are out there today that are 100, let's not say 100, let's say 90 plus percent leveraged on third-party lease sources they don't own? Yeah, I would say it's definitely 90% of them because all I do all day long is either coach our members. We've got about 120 team leaders in real estate B-School or I'm having conversations with folks that are, they're sort of at their wits end. I know guys doing two and a half, three million GCI and they're making low single digit returns. Makes sense. And so there's no way to hide around this. Like if you don't know how to attract someone to your business. And so our, our model is attract, convert, deliver. So if, you, if you're genuinely not attracting buyers and sellers to your business, and there's ways to do that. There's social proof, there's story, there's, it's less me monster marketing, which mm -hmm. is rampant in the real estate space. All the instant offer, the guaranteed sale, I, I did a lot of that stuff early on in my career. We have let go 100% of that. And so I'm just not willing to let someone else be better than I am at finding a buyer for me. Um, so, let someone be better than I am at like these referral sources you're talking about. I know big teams that are paying out 25 to 35% on 50 to 60% of their business. And, like, and someone has just figured out the instant offer in their market and now they're selling them leads.
Yeah. And they're like, it's great. Cause I'm selling, I'm like, dude, you're spending 30% on marketing. I am spending 7% on marketing. And that includes a radio in my market. That's about $20,000 a month, which is about a two times return, which is really low for a lead source. And we just happen to have two really great endorsements. I've had them forever and we, we can afford to do it. The truth comes down to, if you're a real estate team leader and you're listening to this, or you're an individual agent and you're listening to this, you can't afford to spend 15, 20, 25, 30% to get a consumer to come into your business because you'll never have a chance of getting out of production. All these lead sources, they're pricing it on the individual agent. And if you want to ever be a business owner, you've got no shot at paying a split on top of 35%. I think some of it's ego. I think uh, a lot of it's ego. <laughs> so is a really, I think our whole industry, I know guys that went from 700 deals at just over 10% net to 925 deals in a single year, and they didn't make any additional dollars. So their margin, percent margin went way down and it's all ego. And, and, and he's spending $100,000 a month on Zillow and Realtor. Damn. And I'm like, dude, yep. I mean, what? Dude, what? if I put $100,000 into YouTube, Facebook ads or any of the above, not even if I put $10,000 a month, into that, I would blow away that hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, right. And I, I've experienced it in this business just recently. So we're all content marketing in this business, and it's yes. a very specific message to a very small population of our industry. Where I was spending about twelve to fifteen thousand dollars a month on traffic, and the the numbers barely worked. I mean, we barely got to launch the podcast. I do three episodes a week. Everyone comes on, I mean, everyone, probably 75, 80% of folks that come on, they've already heard the podcast. They're already in love with what we do. And now I'm closing about 70, we're adding about six to seven members a week in Real Estate B-School because all of that is laced with case studies of members. You know, So for the real estate space, focus on, on case studies of your most successful clients. 100%. Folks, just to recap, what he's saying is extremely important. How he's marketing. It's the same thing I'm doing with real estate marketing, dude. Lars, I'm content marketing. And how Lars is finding members for B-School or how I'm finding clients to work with so that we could create videos for in real estate marketing, dude, is no differently than what we do on a real estate basis. But you have to create content to originally attract because a content, as you create this content, it puts your prospects into that aware phase. Folks, the days of I've been in the business for 25 years, blah, 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 blah. No one gives a crap anymore. I mean, if you say that shit, please stop. This is no longer a bus bench, park bench type of marketing mentality. Through story is, I think, the future. And um, it's just, it's crazy how no one in the real estate industry is doing it. Probably our clients and your clients. I think. <laughs> Let's get into the, the meat and potatoes through story. Because you mentioned a, a very good part. So... I'm in a lot of the Facebook groups, moderators and real closers and uh, lab coats. And one of the questions that just came up recently was, do you post just sold, just listed on your social media channels? And um, how do you post it? So when like a hundred comments deep, right? People are going, I post just listed. I post just sold. Now I want to get your opinion before I give mine. Cause I think I've mentioned it <laughs> a couple of times for my listeners, but it's one of my biggest pet peeves when agents say just sold, just sold. Just sold. So it makes people feel like a piece of meat. Talk to me about how you're talking about these case studies, because I think that's a point that every agent needs to be doing. 
Yeah, and and so the the, the philosophical shift. Um, now I'm interested to see if we're doing it wrong. Uh, the just listed, just sold. So I'll, I'll wait on that. Um, but the philosophical <laughs> shift is around. You're exactly right. Like real estate agents, I don't know if it's because the industry attracts people that want to say, "I'm number one." Look at my headshot from 12 years ago. Like I'm better looking than the next person, or I have this mysterious picture on my Facebook. Like it's all like it's all nonsense. And even agents in my market that have a ton of billboards they're obviously pursuing things that I just know the returns on those things are, are marginal and they're not telling the story of how their clients are successful. So we've, we shifted hundred percent to, first of all, you got to be able to deliver a service that's differentiated, you know? So most real estate agents don't have a chance at competing with a team that's really building a world-class provider of buyer real estate services and seller real estate services. If you're not focused on that, you're totally screwed because then okay. you're not going to get the social proof that's going to give you the right to honor that client through social proof. So, and getting a heartfelt testimonial from a client and sharing that as part of your marketing is totally. way more powerful than any claim you can make about being number one. And we did it like we're the number one team in the one, number one market center for the number one real estate company in the world. We have done it. So I'm not judging as much as saying that what we do now is infinitely more cost effective. And we cut about yeah. 78% out of, out of our marketing budget, which so, over three and a half million is like $250,000, $300,000 to the bottom line. You could still say that if you have the bragging rights, freaking brag about them, but just don't lead with it. Yeah. You know, like that stat that I'm the number one team is on my website, in my header or my footer probably after they've read the case study to reinforce the fact. But let's go through some case studies. We started doing case studies a few years ago, even when I was still practicing in Chicago. And it was funny because I got the idea that at that time, just from watching, I think the show is what you get for the money. And it was like, you'd go as a HGTV show. Folks, all the content's in HGTV, just copy it. But they would go through this city to city and they'd go, what you get for the money. So we started doing something like that, but tying it into a case study. So we stopped doing just listed, just sold. We started saying, for example, this 49-year-old homeowner just got a three-bedroom, two-bath house. He was living in a two-bedroom. He was renting. Now he's owning and he's spending $400 less. Here's how. Divorce case studies are great. Anything highly emotional when you focus on the story of the individual you serve, because you're really saying the same thing at the end of the day. When you're saying just listed, folks, in my opinion, what you're really saying is I made more money than you did this week. And for whatever reason in America, people who make money nowadays are evil. So that perception is extremely important because HGTV has a whole television channel dedicated to storytelling about people going through real estate transactions. Now, they've done the homework for us. We don't have to wonder if this works. Trust me, they have a whole TV channel. We just have to mimic it. That makes sense? Yeah, I'm not going to comment on that because we're doing it totally wrong. <laughs> uh, no, there's no right or wrong way as long as you're... No, but I, I, I think, I mean, this whole storytelling, story selling, I mean, you're obviously getting to the same end result. And just that lets me believe that we can go much deeper. Well, you know? check this out. So when you're posting those types of ads on social, you sell the click through the story. Yeah, for this sure. Sing, this single mother, this 37, and you make it personable, this single... 37-year-old mother with two young childs just bought her, just got her kid her first own bedroom. And then the picture is with the kid in the bedroom going like this. 
that emotional state will sell the click so we can start our retargeting campaign. So you guys can now start bragging about how many houses you sold. Yeah. Talk to me about the uh, lead sources. Like you, you mentioned, you guys are spending heavy lead source uh, cash. Is that right? No. Um, so in the real estate business, we, we cut out all, all paid home search leads. Mm-hmm. We do some radio. We invest probably two, three grand a month in the database through events and giveaways. Um, but we'll only spend about $240,000 this year on 3.6 million GCI. So we don't, we don't do a lot of paid stuff. We provide a service that is you know, completely differentiated. We have a bunch of client care touch points where oh, we've got scripts yeah. into the business that are, you know, generating referrals before that client even leaves the closing table. And we're measuring that metric now. What That's percentage? Great. Yeah, what percentage of closings do we have a referral in hand b- before they actually leave the attorney's office? And that's a leading metric for us. We term that transactional marketing. It's like a term I wrote a freaking we used to write a lot about it, but I 100% agree. A lot of real estate agents think their job's done when the house goes under contract. And a lot of real estate agents also give their file and their paperwork to a transaction coordinator and disappear until the paycheck comes. And folks, that is not a good way that you maintain a business in a referral dominated space. The services are exactly, let's get more into that because I agree with you. I think that once the property goes under contract, you're only 50% of the way there. Mm-hmm. Because how many different touch points pop up throughout the course of transaction? Can we go through some of those on those little yeah. customer service steps that really enhance those referrals? Because you're absolutely right. One more stat, guys. 100% of the people that you service this year have more than one referral for you. The question is, are they going to give it to you? Well, if you have shitty service, no, they're not. Yeah. And it, it, for, for, for me, it started with a book called The Referral Engine. And... I think it is worth reading, but but the main my main takeaway was that is your business referable? And do you have the systems built out to deliver the service and to secure the referral? So most agents don't have a, a well thought out, repeatable, you know, world-class service delivery, but then they don't have a method to get the referrals. We just have checklists and, and we we go above and beyond to make sure and it's based on something I heard uh, from Jay Abraham in his 93 referral systems back in, I don't even know when I listened to it. I, it's about three hours. It's pretty dry. But one of the referral systems is this guy shared that as a condition of doing business with him, you must agree to give referrals to our firm because I got to take care of you. I don't need to be chasing new business. And they sign a document like that. Mike Hicks of Keller Williams sort of popularized it for real estate. Interesting. So you Almost can go like programming them. Yeah. So you can YouTube Mike Hicks promise. So at the listing table, you know, you're saying, Hey, one more thing before I let you go. I've got this thing, you know, we call the promise. It's serving you, your needs. It's the Ritz Carlton real estate. Everything revolves around getting you the, the result you desire. Uh, when we do, ha ha ha, we need something from you. So it's a whole thing, but then we chase it down at like eight different touch points where we're calling you proactively and we're saying, how are we doing on the promise? Either it's really great, where's the referral, or it's really freaking bad. And it gives you the opportunity just to improve your business. Totally. And um, constantly asking that question, how are we doing on the promise? How are we doing on the promise? Well, you guys suck. You know, and even in, I even started doing it in this business, real estate B-School. We just had somebody who's not getting a great experience that 
you know, they're two weeks in and the onboarding was a little clunky. And I think it was a couple of weeks of travel for our main onboarding team, two weeks in a row, July 4th. And then we were out of town for a retreat. And that person was the byproduct of, and they just spoke openly about it. And it gave us the opportunity to hear it, you know, instead of we give 30 days free. So now we can extend their, their 30 days for 14 days, hit the reset button, apologize. Let's just start over. If you can give us a little bit of grace on it, you know, let's just start the relationship over. And uh, I I don't think real estate agents ever have those open, honest conversations because they're just shooting from the hip all the time. It's a mindset thing though. I mean, if you still believe you're in the sales business, you're not going to have good service. I mean, that's generally the, the mindset thing. When you start realizing that you're in the customer service business, no differently than a restaurant operates because we're selling a service, folks. We're not like selling anything tangible. People don't need us to buy or sell a house anymore. You could sell direct. You could sell by owner. You could sell with a flat fee. Like the only reason people are going to use real estate agents is for customer service going forward. And for those of you that don't see the writing on the wall yet, I mean, I'm sorry, you're going to be out of business. And it's a good thing for the agents that really do get it. I'm 100% in agreement with you because the post-transaction is where you get the money. The goal of every transaction for us was never to sell the house. It was to generate one to two deals off of selling the house, whether that's from referral or listing and leveraging and all of that. But I'll, get, I'll share a couple of things we used to do that used to work pretty well. And you, you said something else cool. And team leads, like for those of you guys that are recruiting, anyone who owns a brokerage knows that that agent's uh, life at that brokerage is built in the first two weeks they come on board. They either have an experience that they like or they don't, and they're going to be checked off. I promise. Um, it happens st- same with our business, very similar story. So how they feel in the first two weeks is everything. So we used to spoil the shit out of them. So someone would come in, one $10 brownie gift right off the bat. Hey, thank you for meeting with you. It was a list, nice little handwritten note. Touch point number one. Every week we would touch base with them. But through certain milestones through the transaction, uh, one of the things that worked awesome is like clear to close. When a lender or when a seller or buyer got a clear to close, regardless of what side it was on, we would buy them a $100 gift card for their old neighborhood or their soon-to-be new neighborhood. And we'd say, hey, you're here. We got through the steps. I just wanted to give you a little preview of what it's going to be like to live there. So I bought you this $100 gift card at freaking Lars Restaurant. You're going to love it. And you'll probably become a local there. Tell Johnny I said, what's up? The closing gift. Folks, quit buying your clients a bunch of Home Depot cards. They don't remember that shit. Get something that they put on the wall that they subliminally have to remind themselves of your existence every day. Yeah, that's that's something that I've shifted my mindset on. I spent eight or nine years of my 12-year journey as a real estate team leader thinking like, we're, we're professionals. Like, I don't see accountants giving like a, a basket chocolate, you know, a basket of fruit, you know, when they do their tax returns. I'm like, now though, there, there's, there's a, a high correlation of oh. just that emotional. Have you heard of C12? I've not. It's a Christian business owner's it's kind of like a board of directors. So once a month today was actually my C12 meeting. Oh, cool. um, really awesome group. One of the, one of the C12 members, there's probably about two or 3000 across the country. He wrote a book called giftology and using gifts strategically in your business. So we a hundred percent of the time we have brownies to every listing before we meet with them. And now we do closing gifts that are emotional. No, you're hired. They'll cancel a listing appointments before they show up. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of ridiculous, you know, and we, we bribe. yeah. And, and, you know, we do a pre-list package and all that stuff, but every part of our process is geared toward 
building on, you know, delivering this experience that they couldn't imagine being any better. Right. Period. End of conversation. And, and to your point, if you're not becoming the Ritz Carlton of real estate, you're going to be competing with businesses that have a quadrillion dollars that are going to get rid of you through technology. 100%. And you can't even come close to competing with it. And that's how you just study financial services, attorneys. There are still attorneys that get thousands of dollars per hour out there. And there are attorneys that were doing document prep that are completely displaced by LegalZoom. Same with tax preparation. Same with like if you're not providing a differentiated service, financial services, travel agents, study every other industry that's com been completely jacked up. And ours has just been fortunate because we have these little mini monopolies around the country, MLSs, which is now under siege with the class action lawsuit. So it's even Don't, more. Something's, something's happening. Compass yeah. just got a lawsuit from Realty. They're fighting each other on the back end. It's like, come on, guys. You just mentioned something really quick. Imagine if the CPA did send you a fruit basket. Holy shit, would that be the best CPA in the world? Like that CPA's business is going to blow up. Why? Because nobody else is doing it. Folks, this is a saying that everyone knows and you hear it a million times. People don't remember what you did for them. They remember how you made them feel. And it is 100% accurate because buying and selling is a highly emotional decision. And six months of buyers forget your name after six months because you disappear and you go spend all the money you just made on the transaction. Well, in their view, you're a dick. So I was watching uh, one of these videos, a Gary Vee video. It was at his Agent 2020 conference. And uh, he's sitting there in the bar. He's hanging out with a couple of uh, guys. I think it was like Tom Ferry or somebody. And it's just one of those like one minute clips. So Gary's he's sitting there in the bar. He's like talking to all these guys doing his thing. He's like, what the fuck are you buying leads for? He's like, you're going to go spend $5,000 a month on this. He goes, here's what I want you to do. Go out and spend $100 on every one of your clients. Drop $5,000 on 50 people and watch what will happen. Just sit back and wait for your phone to ring. Because that gift of reciprocation, when you get something to somebody, they owe you. And they don't know it, but it's subconsciously in there. Just like last time someone gave you something. If I call Lars right now, say, hey, Lars, if we get down to this podcast, Lars, and I send you a nice little gift that says, thank you for being on my show. What's your impression of me? Yeah, through the roof. 100%, right? And you didn't expect it or anything. I see a lot of services give care packages upon sign-up. That's what's coming here. It's, a, it's how much you care. And what you could demonstrate that, it's powerful. And then, and then one thing I'll add now, I'm, I'm expecting that, by the way. So the one thing I'll add, <laughs> I had an experience and I want to share this because it, it, it's changed my view of social proof and, and how easy it is to have an impression, a footprint online. So I went to my dentist. This was, I just went again and I go every four months. So this was only four months ago that I went to my dentist. And it's one of those dentists where it's definitely set up with a very specific process. And the first time I went there, I got a tour of the office. Yeah. So different. So I enjoy that because it's just a different business model. Totally. They all are on like walkie talkies and you know, it's just really an awesome experience. I checked out four months ago and the lady at checkout, you know, said, have you given us a, a five-star review yet online? And I said, no, I haven't. She's like, pull out your phone and open up Google, search this, click the button, click five stars, type a few good words. I'm like that. And I hit submit and she's like, I'm like, that was awesome. And I'm like, two questions. Are you getting paid for that? And she's like, yeah, they give me a small bonus for every review we get. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, why do you think the owners of the company are asking you to do that? And I started on radio in the same market with the owner of this dentist business. 
And they said, well, mass media is not pulling like it used to. Uh, they get, I think she said like 10 times more business from their Google reviews than they do. And they almost have a thousand Google reviews. 100%. Yeah. So I went back to my business like right then it was in the morning and I went to our transaction coordinator. I'm like, we got to bake this in right now into our process. So we went from like under a hundred reviews on Google to 360 reviews on Google. And um, yeah. And now if you search, you know, best Charlotte, you know, Charlotte NC real estate agent, we come up in, in the map search with, you know, Folks, how simple would it be to go to the closing table and do that exact same process with every client you have and force them, not force them. When people are sitting across from you, they're going to give you the testimonial. When you send them a link and make it very unlike personable, they're, half of them aren't going to do it. But it's just a conversation. And again, it's just mindset. So funny you say that because I have the exact same experience at a dentist office here in San Diego. I'm new out here a couple of years. So I got all my new service providers. One of the places I went to I have bad lower back issues. So I got a chiropractor when I got out here. Dude, I went to this chiropractor's office and you felt like you were like, I wanted to hug everyone at the place. Like to the fact where I wrote a blog post about the guy. Like he had, he walks you through the office. You get to meet his kids, his wife. Like it was an experience that for a chiropractor and the dentist's office did the same thing too, that it just didn't compete and I'll never go anywhere else. Yeah. And to that point, like, just think about all the experiences that people are getting with businesses that have really figured this out. So we have a Top Golf in our market, a Lifetime Fitness. We have an Apple store. We have, you know, these businesses that are just running at such a high level, disrupting their industries. Then they come to work with a real estate agent and it's a complete joke. You're coming to their house at like 7.30 at night, their dog is like sniffing your balls. It's like, <laughs> like j- just think about it. So every consultation, we're not quite there 100% on the seller side. Yeah. 100% of our buyer consultations are in office. We're at about 50, 60% seller consultations in the office because we have an office that it's a legitimate Ritz-Carlton operation that serves buyers and sellers, high culture, high energy, and we have a scripted process that we could use when someone shows up there. And, uh, but just think about it, like your future depends on you being able to compete with business with the freaking Apple store in your local mall. Yep. You literally have to think about competing with the feelings that people are getting as they interact with other businesses and the way they communicate and the speed of response. And people don't really want to talk to you on the phone. They want to, they want a message or, so it's just interesting when you step out of your business 20,000 foot, it becomes fun again because you can just, it's common sense yep. and it's happening all around us. But every single one of these experiences are just a quick, hey, snap, selfie mode, share on social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're just telling your story as you're going. And what we don't realize, folks, is like the numbers speak for themselves. 10 to 15% of the population moves each and every year. 100% of the population knows someone who's moving they can introduce your name to. So when you're constantly sharing your story about what you're doing and having a good time while doing it, it's extremely powerful. And that image reinforces into your audience, which is your database, your connections on social, what the fuck you do for a living. It's that simple. Capital One Bank. It's not even a bank anymore. It's a coffee shop. Those are popping up left and right. Obviously, Capital One has a lot of money and research dug into that. They don't just open up a coffee shop and transform their whole thing. They're the only one doing it. It's an experience to go to the bank. Think about when you book a vacation. None of you 
book a vacation without first reading the Travelocity reviews. So would you hire you? Think about it. I don't have reviews. You're not going to have a business soon. Yeah. You know, so it's like what someone says about you is three times, 10 times, 20 times powerful than what anyone else that what you could ever say about yourself. Yeah. And, and it's funny because I got eyeglasses recently. And first thing I went and was on Google. I literally just went eyeglasses and my zip code. And I chose the one that had 386 reviews. And I went, I clicked on their website, clicked on book an appointment. And it was for the next morning. It was one of those businesses where you came in and they just had this process. And I promise you, I paid more money than I would have paid going to the mall. But who cares? Because it was effortless. Your time is money. Not yeah, the people and they had 386 crazy. people that were, had a great experience. And, and it's part of their process. They asked me to leave them a review when I left. You know, And so that stuff is not stuff you can ignore if you want to be relevant. And it's so freaking easy to do. Yep really, really easy to do. Our goal is to have more Google reviews by the end of this year than we do Zillow reviews. And we have about 560 Zillow reviews and we have, we're still 200 behind on Google. We'll probably close 200 homes the remainder of the year so we can catch up. Folks, people that have 500 listing reviews online don't need to give a listing or buyer's presentation. There's nothing other way to put it. It's already there and it's sold. You know, we did a podcast with uh, Trevor from Carrot a few weeks back and He's an internet nerd. He's an SEO website guy, right? So the number three most visited page on our websites is the about page. And that's any business. And the reason for that, especially in real estate, is that people want to see if they like you before they get in the car with you. They want to see if they trust you. It's a big deal. The reason why most of us become friends with our clients is because we all track like people. It's not an accident. It's not coincidence. I tracked other dudes and I was still selling. I was tracking dudes and dudettes. I was talking the same way I am right now. And what I realized is because I was being authentic is that I started tracking a tribe, people who were just like me, but we did it through story. Very, very cool. Anything else you want to go ahead and add? We're right at our, at our uh, mark right here. No, I mean, just, just the, all of this stuff is just good business. It's not even, I really do believe this. And this is different, you know, than it, than it was three, four years ago. In my opinion, everything we talked about in the last 30 minutes or so is life or death. I don't even think there's an option anymore to not shift your business toward high level of care. The consumer is the hero. Get that feedback from them to make your experience better. Get a system in place for getting that social proof online and then telling stories and take the challenge on to tell stories in everything you do, even just listed and just sold. Yep. Even in like bringing a new team, team member on, we're building case studies for our team members now oh, as yeah. recruiting marketing strategy. Yeah. What were they doing before and what was their journey like? And we've got agents that are making multiple six figures that were working three jobs before. But it's their story that'll bring agents to your it's brand. Story. Your want to learn more? Yeah. Want to learn more? You know, go to high performance careers, high performance real estate careers. That, that. That's so interesting you say that. And it, it, look, folks, recruiting, it's the same thing. Like we see this stuff. The frustrating thing about this is that this is common sense. Let's be honest. It's just common sense. Like someone's spending four, five hundred, three hundred thousand dollars with you and you don't get them a gift. Like what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like, come on guys, you got to be better than that. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, we're at the end of our show right here. Lars, I want to go ahead and uh, give you the floor. Please go ahead and plug your B school, whatever you like. The floor is yours. 
Yeah. And, and uh, all I've got to quote unquote sell is a 45 minute conversation. If, if you're a team leader, you're struggling in some way. It doesn't matter if it's a small team or a big team. I know some big teams that are marginally profitable and there's a whole lot of pressure and stress on the team owner to a $500,000, $750,000 team where you've got an administrator and a couple of buyer agents and you just don't know what the path looks like. I've suffered all the pain you will suffer if that's you. And if your business isn't profitable and you're doing million and a half, two, three million GCI, it, just go to realestatebschool.com a strategy session with me directly. And so I, I thoroughly enjoy those conversations. I've got one in seven minutes that it's at the end of my day and I don't even, it doesn't even, I, I love the conversations and I'll just speak truth into where your business is. If, as long as you come to that meeting with some authenticity about where you are, you know, in terms of time, money, and stress. So just realestatebschool.com and there's no obligation whatsoever. The first 30 days of, of what we do is, is free anyway. We give you basically 12 hours of, of free coaching in the first 30 days we work together. If you're, if you're, I might send you some of my peeps. Yeah, for um, sure. Very cool, man. Well, you guys check out Lars. He's a good man. He's a good Christian man. Obviously he knows what the hell he's doing. Pretty successful team. And um, he's transformed his business because that's what we all need to do. We need to transform our businesses to adapt to what consumers want, not how it was, not what we want, what they want, because at the end of the day, they are the boss and that's who you work for. Folks, thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. We really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. Show us a little bit of love. Leave us some iTunes reviews. Follow us on our YouTube channel, Instagram, uh, Facebook, therealestatemarketingdude.com. Go ahead and follow us. And if you do, you'll be able to see all of our killer-ass videos that we're publishing and all of our clients' videos that we're publishing. And you guys can get some really good ideas and inspiration from those. Thanks so much for listening to another episode. We appreciate your time. And go out and kill it. Take this advice. This is a really good show and there's a lot of nuggets in there. But don't just listen, take action. See you guys later. Bye-bye. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.